those of you who are watching us through online through internet today I will be speaking about victory over unity brothers and sisters I believe that all prayers from Jesus Christ of Jesus Christ has been fulfilled that you see the blind is being healed and those who died was being risen but there is one prayer from Jesus Christ that has not been answered for more than 2,000 years that is for his disciples to be unit united so how does the prayer this prayer of Jesus Christ can be answered how does Christ's disciples can be united and I will ask you to have a look at John 17, John chapter 17, verse 9 to 11. This is my prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you, and all of them, since they are mine, belong to you, and you have given them back to me so they are my glory now I am departing the world I am leaving them behind and coming to you Holy Father keep them and care for them all those you have given me so that they will be united just as we are so it says, keep them in your name, English translation, and that those of whom you have given me so that they may be one as we are. The first thing for this end, for this prayer of Jesus Christ to be answered, and that I believe that when we pray, God answers. But if God prays, who do you think will answer his prayer? It should be us. It should be us who fulfill his prayer. So how does the prayer of Jesus Christ can be answered? How does Christ's disciples can be united? The first thing is because we will be taken care of in the name of Jesus. It says, keep them in your name, those whom you have given me. And so that they may be one as we are. So Jesus never prays for this world for this world to be united, no. The concept of the unity of this world you remember when the first world war nineteen eighteen and the world was shocked because of this first world war and it needed an organization to unite the whole world in 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 the fact shows and so when an organization actually being created the fact that the war actually continues and the war keeps multiplying so the concept of the world of unity through an organization is has not succeeded there's another worldly concept that if we are the same if we are uniform then therefore we will have unity we're all the same then we will be able to unite with each other so therefore all these so all these countries in Indonesia, in Asia, we know what it's called ASEAN. And so, but what happens? ASEAN, Indonesia, Malaysia, and they always have something not in common. They're not in peace. And so, even the last time that recently, I've heard that there's a tension even growing between Indonesia and Malaysia
And so the culture, there's, there's a, a fight between the cultures. And there's Indonesians who, who, who's being caught by the, by the police in Malaysia and all that happens and even an organization has been created but it has not succeeded to create that unity between them and that uniformity cannot create a unity so no wonder why this world cannot unite because the worldly concept cannot help this world to be united they do not have a concept but what's incredible is that Jesus prays for his disciples to to be united. Who who believes who believes that the disciples of Jesus can be united? Who believes in here the disciples of Jesus can be united? Amen. Why? Because the prayer of Jesus Christ will not fail and will be fulfilled. And today I will be speaking why how do we fulfill his prayer? I've mentioned that if we pray, God answers our prayers. But when He prays, so it's us who are supposed to fulfill His prayer. So, so Jesus prays for His disciples to be united. And definitely can be united. And even husband and wife, as long as they are the disciples of Jesus Christ, they can be united. And those of you who are still young, do not get married for if you are not in, have the same faith, and it's impossible. Even if two people who walk in faith in the same faith even will have problems, what what happens for those of you who want to get married with another one who does not have the same faith? So, although even though if you if you're getting desperate of getting a partner, don't 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 be too speedy. You don't have to be speedy because you will get the one that's not too right for you. I tell you one thing: if husband and wife, even they even though they're good looking, if there's no unity those good things will just disappear. And then maybe the, maybe the husband says, okay, well, let's go to church. And the wife may say, oh, no, I'm sleepy. And then the children goes, okay, let's go to church. And then, and then dad says, oh, call your mom. And mom says, oh, it's tired, tiring, sleepy. So there's going to be a few problems there if you do not have the same faith but if both of them husband and wife are the disciples of Jesus there is definitely going to be unity in the family so that we will be able to see what sort of disciple of Jesus Christ and I believe that there will be unity one family if there's no unity in the family it's going to be hard so that's why if you have known Jesus if there's any in your family who have not believed in Jesus it's your job to to spread the word so that so that all the disciples so all that all the members in the family become disciples of Jesus and so you will have to teach your children to live in unity and therefore I believe that when a family lives in unity in disciples in Jesus Christ there's there's going to be incredible things that's going to happen in the in their life and even in church when you have a unity in, the, in this congregation there's going to be a great breakthrough so therefore, if we see any of our congregation that has not been born again, we will have to approach them personally so that they will be able to know Jesus Christ personally. So our church is divided into three levels. Three levels of 
speciality. We do not care what sort of background of those people who come to this church. Doesn't matter, but because we respect and we welcome. But what do we need? We need to provide an effective ministry to them. So, in in a moment, soon. We will provide you a questionnaire for all the congregation to identify yourselves, which level you are in. Why do we do this? Because we will then group then group it into for it to have an effective ministry. So the first level is Christ is my personal savior. There is such thing as when you with people who admit that they're Christians, but they're not really Christians. They say that they're Christians for all the years, but they have not experienced Jesus Christ, and therefore there has to be a ministry that's being provided to them. Therefore, they will be they will experience born again. They will experience personal experience with Jesus Christ. That's different to their old life. It doesn't matter what sort of old life that they have gone through, and therefore their life will be changed. And so the second level is love God, love the church. So once that person who has believed in Jesus Christ, and therefore that person has to love the church and love each other, love the people and love the church. And so, when that person has believed, and when that person has has known Jesus personally, that person will be led to let being known to a church, for example, contribution into ministry. How can you say you love one another if you don't serve your your that person? So how do you love God? So how do you love God that's unseen? So therefore, you love your church that's being seen. And so in this level too, and so congregation will be encouraged to take up a ministry, at least one, cooking, cleaning, anytime, everything is is ministry. Ministry that is according to your talent. And to your ability, because all ministry is important in front of God. So the third level is compassion to the world. We, if we have learned to love God, to love the church, and to serve in the church, our congregation cannot stay inside the church, but instead, congregation has to go at the church. And I'm not telling you to just go out and not knowing where to go, but but God's love is not just being provided within the congregation, but instead our congregation has to be able to go out of this church and to give compassion to the world and to reach other people in the world, to share this love to other the. The people around the world, and I believe that there's a lot of people around us that needs God's love. And a lot of people who is being rejected by their own family, or maybe their own siblings, and these people who are lonely, and it is the church duty to actually reach out to these people, and it is an aim that. As a congregation, you cannot cycle just within the church, and in, instead we have to we have to succeed to be able to to reach other people outside, to share the love of God to these other people outside of church. And so it's so it's not that we are good worshiping God inside the church, but therefore we should be thinking how we can. We can share the love of God and worship God outside of church. On the 19th of December, we will arrange 
to visit nurse this nursing home. The first target the first target is nursing home. We will make them joy and we we know that a lot of people in Australia who have who have grown old and I like to call them have a a gold age and a lot of the time these people are not being cared by their children maybe their children only see them during Christmas and therefore we will arrange the on the 19th of December after church we will we will go there we will go to the nursing home and we will and we will be able to, to share the joy with them and we will be able to sing Christmas songs for them and maybe and maybe we bring a, a parcel or something to give and therefore I will ask um, Steve to actually ask this nursing home uh, what sort of food that we can bring as these these old people may may be sensitive in their stomach and uh, we will I will I will let you know what sort of things that we can bring to them as well so Stefanos will be coordinating this uh, this and we will give you a further announcement but from now you can get prepared you can prepare what sort of what sort of things that you can give them what sort of things you can share to them because they need to hear your testimony they need your and if and maybe they just need a pat in the back and they'll be happy because they can be lonely and I believe that this concept of unity that's being provided by Jesus it's not the same by the unity that is going to be provided by the world so in this concept of unity that God has provided it's not a concept of unity in terms of uniformity but because unity in Jesus name or surname or even surname or family name of people is not does not have the power to unite people even if you if you have your own brother sister you may not be in unity at all and even people and maybe people in church might be closer to you compared to your siblings so therefore Christians who are born again has been born again by the Holy Spirit that has been born again in Jesus family with the surname Jesus and not that you have a family name but you have a God's family name whatever whatever your name is you can say Marcus Uganda Jesus you can say really Ramley Jesus and therefore we without realizing it that we have a family name that people who believe Jesus there's a, there's a family name that we all have which is Jesus so therefore I believe that this Jesus the surname Jesus will bring a unity all the people regardless what their age is regardless what the social level is doesn't matter doesn't matter where they are there's no difference doesn't matter what level of education that these people are in they all have the same surname I mean given provided that we trust in Jesus we believe in Jesus so recently I followed the news from um, Indonesia that there's a, uh, a village where there are followers of 
a um, like Muslim a Muslim sort of a movement in the um, and they're actually being chased by their own villagers they their houses are being thrown with rocks and all that and um, they have the same religion they they serve the same the same god the same they have the same identity in muslim but wonder why they they threaten each other to to kill each other and they're being chased out by their own village so you can imagine when Aceh got the tsunami who actually came to Aceh not those Arabic Arabic people it's not those people majority that's from there and those who help Aceh is those from Europe from US from Australia and those of them who do not have the same faith and even recently there's a, a movement that um, with the female workers that's being sent to Saudi Arabia that that even the the boss even the boss the boss's lips are being cut off or something and being cut off with the scissors or something and there is another there's another another case where these women are being hit until they're blind they be hit by until they that the bone in their shoulder pop out and I'm not I'm not criticizing other religions but and even though a the big name of a person does not will not create that sort of unity and a lot of in the Indonesians and a lot of Indonesians suggested to to stop this movement with the female workers to go to Saudi Arabia and 97,000 of these workers and more than 3,700 of these people get killed or get lost so about 3% of those these workers who go to Saudi Arabia they come back dead or just don't know what's happened to them so religion is not able to create that unity whatever religion is in this world cannot create that unity last Friday I had a meeting with director of SIM service admission and I see how their ministry to the entire world they they send all these missionaries to the whole world and thousands of missionaries to the whole world to help other churches in the world and it turns out that those those missionaries who are being sent to Afghanistan are actually Korean people and and Asian missionaries are being sent to Pakistan to Afghanistan and you can see how these people uh, loves the souls so much even those souls that do not have the same faith and even serve God's works in such places and when I even went to the leadership meeting in Honorary Church in Korea and for 15 minutes the the leader, the church leader, was actually a cry in front of the of the in, in front of the stage and to respect all these missionaries. And to no wonder that all these missionaries, Korean missionaries, that are being held as hostages and all that, but this shows how these people can love even those people who do not have the same faith and bring God's love to them 
And there's thousands of missionaries who have such a big heart to go to all to these places, to South Africa, to Afghanistan, and and I was hope and I'm hoping that we can actually arrange a a sort of connection as well with this organization. And I've given we have given a two weeks ago that the book of Living Life, and we. And they will be printing about 3,000 copies to give it to the churches in Indonesia. And you can imagine how these people from Korea, how can they love so much that they will be able to do such things? Because the spirit that, that moves them and to pushes them to do God's works. So the name of Jesus unites everyone in the world just with one condition that you are the disciple of Jesus if our family name maybe for example if we have children If we give, if we have the, the surname Jesus, then when we have children, it will therefore pass on to uh, the next generations. And let's say if you have, say, grandparents who are being so kind, but the grandparents, these grandparents, are not able to guarantee all the good works that they have done. Maybe the ancestors have done to to guarantee the the future generations that's going to be guaranteed. Why? Because there's only a a family name that's only passed on. But it's different with Jesus, because when Jesus gives us a, a name from the kingdom of heaven, it's not just being provided to us just as a surname, just as a big family in Jesus' name, but His Spirit is also being provided to us. That is why when the name of Jesus we receive, therefore Jesus' Spirit we receive as well. So therefore how it is important that we live born again in Jesus, to know Jesus personally, because we just not receive the name, but we receive His Spirit as well. And I believe that maybe the time when we are in the grave already, but the faith that we provide to our kids, the name of Jesus that we pass on to our kids will not disappear. And because God is the one who will take care. We are parents. We cannot be here forever in this world, but God instead will uh, take care of our future generations. Therefore, it is really important for one, uh, for someone who makes that decision to receive Jesus as personal Savior, not just be a Christian called a Christian, but truly a Christian who has Jesus in them. Therefore, our kids our grandkids in the next generations will not be wasted. What we have decided, what we do today, will keep flowing to the next generations. And we can be certain that all of them will be taken care of by God. So those of you who are not 100% yet, and if you still wonder, oh, it's, is it really Christ is our personal Savior? You're not going to experience it unless before you make that decision in your life. Make Jesus as your personal Savior. One Corinthians twelve thirteen. It says, "Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles." Some are slaves and some are free. 
But we have all been baptized into Christ's body by one spirit, and we have all received the same spirit. Doesn't matter what status, doesn't matter where we go, doesn't matter that we're different, but what's certain is we have the same identity. And we are children of God, God's children, and that is what can make us certain, that is what can make us be sure. Not that we're being measured by our social status or our education level, but because we are identified as being the children of God. This is what can make us certain that our life is a certain life. Our life that will be looked after by God. There will be a, that God will provide ways in your life and so therefore do not so always be certain that the unity that can happen in all of you is only because Jesus name and that's what makes us un be unity so I have a thing that what is it that can make you not being 100% and can make you not be 100% in God? What causes this? Is, often it's, it's because of differences. Often when we see other people being different, then, then we see ourselves as being, okay, that's your business and I, I mind my own business as well. But that is how God measured how do we actually handle the differences that we experience with other people. But if we have the same thoughts, same thinking, same perspective as you, it doesn't show that you are mature in God. But instead, when you are being mature in God, your maturity is being measured how you can receive and how you can handle that differences between you and the other people are being different to you. And so we agree to disagree because because we are children of God and we can be different to other people. But the most important thing is if we are the children of God, then there will not be any problem. doesn't matter if you like maybe you maybe you like to eat one thing and then the other person like to uh, like to eat another thing, but it doesn't make any difference. I feel really sad that to see people who cannot accept differences. This is like a, a sickness that you can be, you can fight over differences. As you can see, we're all parts of one body. And, e and even you. Maybe you come out from the same womb, and maybe, and maybe, even a brother and sister can be totally can be totally different, and they're actually coming out from the same the same womb. And so, what happens if we if we actually grow from a different womb? So, when a congregation sees that differences, then no worries, because that is the richness that's the richness of the differences of the parts of Christ's body can you imagine if all the congregation they uh, maybe all the congregation faces look like Marcus can you imagine what that's going to be like there's no art and maybe if that person just likes a particular food we will not, we will not experience all these other food, other different types of food, because the differences is actually a wealth. And so, say to the person next to you, "Hey, you're different to me," and regardless, they can make us united. 
You eat, I eat. You, you can be happy, I can be happy. And we have to be grateful by these differences. Do not let that differences create a gap between us and others. I want to let you know that a weakness, a weakness for Indonesians in an, a foreign country that we in, is in language. When we see the Westerners, we do not really dare to speak to them. But we need to get rid of that because even Westerners, even Asians, they are still people. And when you cannot speak their language, then therefore you should be able to practice their language. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how right. But the most important thing is for them to understand. If you don't speak, if you don't speak, if you can't speak English, if you can't speak English, then that's 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 alright. But if you can't speak Indonesian, as you being Indonesians and that you will be you will have to be ashamed of yourselves and if they have morning tea and you can just you can just say hi if you, if you, even if you just know how to say good morning as well and that teaches us to socialize as well for us to be able to come out and not just circle around but instead a lot of Indonesians a lot of maybe a lot of Indonesians who are living been living 30 years in Australia who knows how who only knows how to say yes no good morning and good night why because they only circle around their own community and if you think about it Indonesians in this country is not that much what's what's a lot in our community is is actually foreign people is non-Indonesians people if we do not dare to step out and even the Tarzan language doesn't matter, but so long as the other person knows what you're talking about. Also, this desire in Jesus will bring such a great power, and this unity will break any sort of differences, doesn't matter how big the differences are. From now on, you see the people, your left and right, and even you see your own wife, you see your, the, the other people in your congregation. But if if they all in the same in Jesus, differences won't create any problems. And there's a lot of big churches they break because why differences becomes a a great difficulty and churches break and and I pray that this even this church will be blessed by a lot of differences why because that will even complete us and that will make us glorify God even more each of us has different capacity each of us has different capabilities and when we combine them together it's going to be awesome why do you see the the great ministry that we see in CLC? Why? Because there's a synergy that's coming out from this congregation, and and there may be some congregation in the church who just being quiet, but they they pray for the church. Maybe there's people who and there's people who who speaks a lot of things, but yet does a lot of things as well. And I believe that if you have a big example, if you do not speak too much and yet you, you do a lot of things and you will influence other people around you because and then they will will follow the they will go with the flow. When I've shared the director of SIM this organization and I actually told them that more than 50% of our congregation actually will be involved in ministry. And they were shocked. Why? Because a lot of the churches outside is only 10% who actually serves God. Why? Because they rely on the full-timers in the church. There's youth pastor, there's 
the the leading pastor, children pastor, and women pastor, men pastor, and all that. Why? Because they based on the full timer, and and how can you you do missions, do even greater missions, where you only handle just these full timers in the church? But what happens when the church can't pay? For full timers in the church, does that mean that you can't have mission missions? No. Because as a church, churches have to function as the church of Jesus Christ. In this church, I believe that there's and there's not a necessity for anyone to be a full timer because even all because all the congregation. In this church, will be even more effective by the full timers. They will be able to work as if we're full timers. But if this congregation has a a heart for a mission, then doesn't matter where they are, then they will be used by God and to bring souls, to bring souls to Jesus Christ. Doesn't need. To wait for full timer doesn't even need to pay for full timer, but the congregation instead is already being prepared, and I believe that that the uh, the congregation is not just normal congregation, but instead these congregation are being being used to do this, and I I'm aiming that in our coming Christmas celebration. Um, let's aim to bring one other person to our Christmas celebration. Who says can? You can. And I believe that this is the principle of multiplication. So say that today the CLC has 100 people. If just one con con one of the congregation brings another person, how many do you think that by the end of next year? How many people would there be? There will be 200. If one person brings one person brings another person to church in one year, then there's going to be 200 at the end of next year. And so, what happens to the next year? It's going to be 400. And if this 400 brings another person in one year, what happens to the next year? It's going to be 800. Amen. And I pray that this movement of mission will be will be implemented in this church. And I believe that our church is able to do this. Why? Because mission work is really our duty. And Jesus and Jesus actually says to us, "Go to the ends of the earth and spread the word." And so they'll be baptized. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as well, and it is our duty. And do not treat churches as being a social club instead, because if you just want socialize, you can have always a club that you can go to. But instead, churches is where God can actually extend His end for us to do mission outside of this church. So let's. Let's do this, and let's let's who who says we can do it? So let us do it. Let's bring one soul, one year to God, and we will be able to see that how God will bless our life as well. And I pray that this will be fulfilled. And there will be victory over the unity that we have. When we have unity in the church, those differences does not really matter anymore. It doesn't seem to matter anymore. There is victory in the unity. So the second thing is, when the first one day, the our unity is caused by Jesus Christ, not because of a person's name, but instead of God's name. That's what can make us be in unity. And the second thing is we read it in John 
verse 20 to 23 and he says I'm praying not only for these disciples but also for all who will ever believe in me because of the testimony my prayer for all of them is that they will be one just as you and I are one father that just as you are in me and I am in you so that they will be in us in the world will believe you sent to me it says I have given them the glory you gave me so that they may be one as we are in verse 23 it says I in them and you in me all being perfected into one then the world will know that you sent me and will understand that you love them as much as you love me so the second point the unity is because there is God's glory as being provided by God's glory there's God's glory in each and every one of us that can make us be united and therefore the prayer of Jesus Christ is not just for his disciples at that time but instead it is also applies to us as being the disciples of God at this stage and therefore I believe that if we understand this principle and if we do it they will be unity that they we will be able to show to this world so therefore the world will know that we are the true disciples of Jesus Christ and I want to let you know guys what prevents the world from coming to Jesus Christ is not suffering it's not torture it's not philosophy but what prevents but what prevents the world to come to Jesus is actually because of the testimony of God's children the, tes the wrong testimony and then what they can and what they can say that they they see the lives of other Christians who they see that well even they say the spirit Jesus God's spirit is in them and yet they still live like that so our value our calling is not just for us to be rich for smart for us being blessed but we are actually being more than that we're being being called by disciples of God and to being given by given God's glory and that calling to unite and it's not just to being called Christians and just to serve and just to 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 being blessed but it's being uni united in God this verse is quite hard to be understood but I want you guys to to understand it that it says our calling it says may be one in us it says may be one and as we are one so God wants our unity is not just unity in God it's not just to have the family name of Jesus but unity as if it's God himself so even our own strength is not able then but God's strength is actually and I want all the congregation to understand this principle that it's not being forced so John John chapter 1 verse 12 but as many as received him he gave to them authority to be
But you can't. You can't because there's some pattern in Olivia's face that's not too similar. So what's in Olivia that you can say it's similar to Marcus? And somebody at the back says, no, there's none. But the differences that Olivia has has not uh, that Olivia does not have with me and Marcus doesn't mean that Olivia is not the daughter of Marcus and me. Even though there's something that's not similar. But in Olivia's but in Olivia's life there flows the blood of Marcus and May. So for someone's child, they do not have to have to be similar with their parents. And I actually, so I actually have a friend. The parents, the parents are actually white, white skin. But then when they have a kid, they come out as in a, like a dark skin. But we can't say that those differences uh, means that it's not their the kid but why because in this in this kid there flows the blood of Marcus and May but doesn't have to have a hundred percent similarity in the kid and so I'll, I'll call Ahon now say I believe in Jesus and he believes in Jesus as well but there are a lot of differences between me and Ahon if you want to look if you want to look at the weaknesses of Ahon there's a lot there's a lot of weaknesses that I have as well we have weaknesses but in in God according to God's uh, according to God that both of us has experienced transformation that we're not just being born by a man's will but we're actually being born of God and so in myself in in Aon's body and there's a, a, a God spirit in there that's being that's transformed us even though we are not similar then and we can't we said that we are the same as Jesus Christ but because we have a lot of weaknesses I remember like four years ago when he, I remember four years ago when he started started doing a sound system four years ago and there's a lot of and there's a lot of um, weaknesses as well but it is our both of our weaknesses as well. You can see the weaknesses of each and every one of us is not a reason for us to say to the up the other person, "Oh no, you're not the child of God," because because the weaknesses that we have in us does not mean that we can say, "Oh well, that that other person is not." God's child and our weaknesses yet is far from being like Jesus but does not mean that Jesus have not transformed us so just like just then when Olivia and there's something that's not there's something different with Marcus and May but Marcus and May's blood is 
flowing in in Olivia's body. So in me and Ahon, and there's a lot of weaknesses, but when because we believe in Jesus, that there is there's God's blood that's flowing inside of us. There's God's life that's flowing in us that will make us be the children of God. And when we see other people's weaknesses, we can't just be angry because none of us are really perfect people. And even the most perfect church, even though you move churches, you will not be able to find a perfect person. Treat it as if maybe you found a church who's perfect, and yet you come to that, and you come to that church, and that church becomes an imperfect church. Because why? Because you have that, because you have that weakness. And so there's no, there's no churches in this world that's being perfect, because nobody is perfect, and we will find each other's weaknesses when we serve God, and we will know weaknesses. We used to be friends. We used to be good colleagues. And before we get to know closer, we wouldn't really know that other person weaknesses. So when the person is close to you, then you'll be able to see their weaknesses. And but then does that mean that you can't you say that? Well, you, well, that person is not like Jesus yet, so they're not they're not classified as God's children. But that applies to us as well. It doesn't mean that we are not. Doesn't mean that we are not God's children. Well, we actually. And so it's not just being united in God as family, but as just like God, just like Jesus Himself, because we have been transformed. His God has been informed. He's already provided us with His glory. Therefore, we will be more like Jesus, not is Jesus, but more like like Jesus. So we're not just being called because of the family name Jesus, but we're being united because God's glory is actually in us. So tell the person, so tell the person next to you, even though you have weaknesses, I too have weaknesses in me as well. This John 17 is a favorite. It's one of our fa my favorite verse, and I've actually thought about this verse when I first know Jesus Christ in 1977, and I because I believe that in John there is so much God's secret that's being revealed to us. So how does God wants us to be united as we are one, and if we understand this principle, not like we, not like saying that we can become Jesus, but we can become like Jesus. Because you being, you have to bless Jesus in you. Already, even though you are not exactly the same as Jesus,
Sudah. So when husband and wives, parents and kids have weaknesses, congregation with each other, there's a lot of weaknesses. But but all these weaknesses does not mean that we are not God's children. Doesn't mean that you can have a reason to say to the other person that you are you are not God's children. I believe that when we understand this principle, there's a unity in us. We can say that God, we want to answer your prayer from our own community, from our small community in this CLC. And so do not let us uh, come into a fight because of our differences. But instead, when we see our differences, that's when we learn to complete one another. And that's when we, we become blessing for the people as well. And I do pray that you will be able to understand today's, today's word that we unit, united in God's name. And the second one is the glory of God. So can any of you raise up your hand if you understand, uh, those of you who don't understand, and maybe half understand, half not understand. And maybe those of you who do not understand, and maybe those of you who may not be able to understand fully, do ask for today's recording and even just uh, and so keep playing it until you understand. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we believe, Lord God, that you are the unlimited God.